0: Welcome to Scaling Up H2O, the podcast where we're scaling up on knowledge so we don't scale up our systems. The podcast that water treaters listen to so they can be better tomorrow than they are today. Hello Scaling Up Nation. Trace Blackmore here, your host for Scaling Up H2O. And you all out there in the Scaling Up Nation know that my favorite time of year is when AWT's technical training comes around and I get to participate as one of the trainers. I am very fortunate. I am actually one of the people that get to review some of the content and get to work with Bruce Ketrick who is the educational chairman. And we get to make sure that that goes off together with AWT staff without a hitch. I am so fortunate to be able to work with those people in that capacity. But I am telling you, the Scaling Up Nation, all of this because I am familiar with every presentation that is delivered in the technical training programs. That means all the Fundamental and Applications training programs. That means all the technical training training programs. That even means the Wastewater training program. So when I tell you that this course, all three of those courses are second to none I know what I'm talking about because I am very familiar with this content. And as you know, I own a water treatment company and I send my own people to these training seminars because I know the wealth of information that they are going to receive at these technical training seminars. So Scaling Up Nation, I am right there with you. I understand that there is a cost to send you or your people to these technical trainings, but I also know the value that if you attend the technical training correctly, which means you study before you go, you know what to expect by looking at the presentations before you go, and then you participate in the lectures and you take good notes and you review your notes as soon as you get home you are going to do very well in the technical training. But I wanted to share my interviews with some of the people that I recently spoke with at the San Diego technical training in February of 2019. I'm here with Kyle Rossi, recent guest of Scaling Up H2O. Kyle, great to see you again. I know not only you are here at the technical training in San Diego, you've also brought nine of your guys. I want to ask
1: you, why did you do that? What classes are they taking? What do you hope to get out of this? Good to see you, Trace, as always. Um, Yeah, I brought nine of my guys. I have four of us from the wastewater treatment uh, training I have three in the fundamentals and applications and three in the water treatment training. So I brought all my guys because, you know, AWT is the best resource for furthering your knowledge. So um, I wanted them to come and experience, you know, the association and, you know, just gain more knowledge. Now, what are some comments, because I know you do a great job of debriefing every day with your guys. What are some of the comments you're getting from them? Oh, they're just super excited. I mean, they're, they're just telling me they love the classes. They love the interaction. They love the speakers. I have some of my guys getting more and more involved with AWT, you know, joining different committees and, and everything. So they love it. And I know you've been in and out of all the different classes. So what
0: recommendation could you give to somebody who's thinking, I'm not quite sure what class I should
1: go into. What can you tell them? So I would review the, the material if, if they can uh, before they sign up for the course. So reviewing the information first would, would be ideal to see what, you know, what direction you want to go. And I would also recommend not taking the class just one time, maybe take it every couple of years or something, because there's always new stuff, new information coming out, and you're not going to pick up every single thing that you learn, like in the one training session that you come to. So I recommend just keep coming.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's great advice. Always good seeing you. You too, Trace. Thank you so much. Scaling Up Nation, you know them, you love them. Friend of show, multiple-time guest, Mark Lewis, CWT,
2: one of my best friends. Mark, how are you doing? Trace, I'm doing very well today. I'm out here at the uh, technical training in San Diego. We've had about two and a half days. We've got about a half a day left. Uh, Things are really fun. We're uh, energized. We're uh, talking water treatment. We're talking polars, cooling, testing, equipment. We're running some tests, we're making some reports, we're comparing some numbers, we're doing some calculations. We're having a blast. You should be out here. Well, I am here because I'm talking to you, but there's several people
0: out in the Scaling Up Nation that aren't here. And I know there's a lot of confusion out there. Should I go to the AWT's technical training? Can I get training like this elsewhere? And now I am going to go, which training do I go to? I've got the wastewater one, I've got the fundamentals and applications, and I've got technical training. What advice can you give to those listeners in the Scaling Up Nation?
2: Well, if you're trying to decide where to go to training, I'll say there's only one training opportunity that you have to listen to me, and, and that's at the AWT's technical training. Well, it, I'm trying to make sure people want to come, Mark, so maybe, maybe give them something else. No, I'm kidding you. <laughs> well, I'll say the, um, you know, one of the things we do when we decide which class to come to is you've got, got to look at what's available. And when we look at the fundamentals and applications class, we we break it down. We kind of start from the beginning. We explain chemistry. We explain uh, anions and cations. And then we move on up to the equipment that we treat so that we understand what it is we're treating and how do we know that our treatment program is working like it should. So we don't get very deep into the chemical side of things. But we do get involved where, how do we know if our chemical program's working? We're treating the water that cools the equipment that we are taking care of. And so we, we learn about what to check, what to monitor, and uh, how do we know what's going on in that system. Next door in the, uh, the technical training, now they take that to an advanced level and they get down into the weeds and down into the dirt and they dissect things and they break it apart and, and talk about a, a whole different level than we do here. And so uh, anytime you're deciding, where do I go? It's always good to have a good foundation to your water treatment knowledge, and then you build upon that. Uh, And for those folks who participate in the wastewater side of things, you have an opportunity to come out and visit uh, some experts in the field. They talk about surveying the the plants, they talk about the different treatment mechanisms, the jar testing, and et cetera. And so there's really no place to come and have the option and the flexibility to learn what we have uh, that we present here at this show.
0: Yeah, we get so many people that come and they just go to one of these events. I was talking to a gentleman, Reed, and we're going to be talking to him a little bit later on this same episode, but Reed was telling me what he's doing this year is he is attending Fundamentals and Applications training here in San Diego, I had to remember where we are, and then in a couple months we're going to Annapolis, actually in a couple weeks we're going to Annapolis, he's going to go over to the technical training. And folks, that's a great thing to do because at the Fundamentals and Applications training, a lot of people think, oh, I've been in the business for years. That's above me. But it's a really great way for people to learn how to explain water treatment to people that don't necessarily have the same knowledge that you do. It allows you to maybe train people better. It allows you to communicate with people better. And, you know, I don't care how much experience you have, you can't come to a class such as this one and not get something out of it. So then once you have that base knowledge, the people over at technical training, we assume that that base knowledge is there, and then we Start there. I've had several people come to me this week and said, oh boy, I really wish I would have started over in fundamental and applications. I felt a little bit lost over in technical training. I was able to get my way through it, but you know what? I would have gotten a lot more out of it had I started over in the fundamentals and applications.
2: And Trace, I would say when you're deciding which class to attend, you really need to look at the purpose in which you're coming. If you're a beginner, start over at the fundamentals and application. If you're a seasoned veteran, go next door over to the technical training. However, if you're coming to to technical training to bone up so that you can give some training, you may want to come back over to the fundamentals and application class to see the way we present it so that you can present your information to people with like knowledge in a way that it really breaks it down. Uh, Trace and I, we've been, we've been doing this for a little over four years now. We've modified our program based upon feedback, based upon some of the experts who sat in our class, and and they tell us you're, you're you're going too fast. You're going too far. We need to slow it down. We need to more spend more time here or there. So we got to make sure that the people can follow along with us. We do a pretty good job of bringing the mechanical room to the classroom. We utilize videos. Uh, we utilize pictures. We utilize some of the online demonstrations that our chiller manufacturers have provided us. We show people where they can get the information they need to ensure their program's working like it should. So uh, can I touch this button? Can I touch that button? Very, very important. This morning, uh, all the guys are next door. They're over in the equipment workshop and they're working with our suppliers and they're touching the controllers and they're they're adjusting the controllers they're programming controllers. They're touching the pumps. And with all that, you know, when they go back out to the field, nothing's new. They've done it all before. They've done it here. And so when you do come to training, uh, have a few goals. And with those goals, I'll uh, get those goals accomplished. And when you go back. Take back something and teach the other people so that your boss is going to send other people so that they get the training they need, and it just makes a far better company.
0: Yeah, Mark, and one of the things that we do in the fundamentals and applications is we have four equipment manufacturers come in and they actually open up the controllers. They open up the pumps. They open up the solenoid valves so you can actually see the internals and they give you troubleshooting tips. We've got people using multimeters across the hall trying to figure out how to troubleshoot ideas. There's just so much that you learn when you come to a training like this. And one of the best things that I think we do over fundamental and applications is something that you do you actually teach people how to use that chiller user interface so you can validate your water treatment program
2: absolutely and and that's that's one of those things if it's one thing to uh, know what to look for but it's another thing to know when the numbers that you're looking at are the numbers that you're getting are wrong and so when you know what to look for and what to expect and how to verify that, then you can go back to your customer and say, hey, you've got an issue with your chiller. The, the, the pressure says that it's got a two-degree approach, and, and actually the approach is more like zero, and, but you've got a bad gauge. You've got a bad pressure sensor somewhere, and, and that's making your chiller run a little bit different, making it where it's not as efficient as it should be. So uh, we show you how to do that. We explain it to you, and um, from that, then you can be a better water treater out in the field. That's right, and I think the old adage is, when
0: in doubt, blame the water treater, and we're making sure that the water treaters have some extra knowledge, some extra material that they're able to prove their innocence as they go out in the field and, of course, make their water treatment programs better.
2: Absolutely, and, and one of the things we do is we utilize videos, and some of our videos really talk just like our mechanical service company people talk, and what it does, is it allows us to understand what our service People are going to tell the customers, and it sets us up so that we can go in and be better prepared to explain what's really going on. We've really brought the mechanical room. We've brought the people into this room to the best of our ability so that when you leave here, you know what to expect. You know what's out there. You know how you're going to be spoken about, and you can do a better job. Well, Mark, thanks so much for
0: all you do making
2: the Scaling
0: Up Nation, making every water treater out there a little bit better. Thanks so so much, Trace. It's so fun. I'm here with Lathe Charles of Pulse Feeder. Lathe friend of show, you just recently were on Scaling Up H2O, a very well-received episode, I might add, and you just finished up the equipment hands-on section at the AWT Technical Training. What are some of the things that you're doing in there, and what are some of the comments that you get?
3: So I didn't expect to be back on the show so soon, but um, yeah, so we just finished up. There's four stations. So feeder is one of the privileged vendors that come in, Today we are talking about boiler controllers and you know, how to make sure your conductivity line, you're not getting steam flash, all that stuff. So we're getting equipment in people's hands, troubleshooting stuff. They've got meters, they're holding things, they're seeing how things are set up. And that's just one station. People come up with really good questions and, you know, honestly, applications that they're trying to troubleshoot. And we're there talking to them, trying to figure out, what some troubleshooting tips might be. So there's, there's another station, uh, Walchem did a pump station, um, Advantage did pH and ORP probes, and then Lakewood did cooling tower controllers. So four stations, really, really good, well-rounded topics to cover. And you know, these are small, intimate groups where someone's got a voice. Group interactions, key to really get the most out of it. But yeah, it seems to be well-received. I love coming out and doing it. I thank AWT for even putting it on. Um, I think it's a, kind of a win-win. We get to kind of help give people equipment tips uh, and tricks to help them succeed. Everyone's helping out everyone. And that's just how AWT does it. So.
0: It's definitely one of the favorite things that we do in technical training. In fact, I was talking over at the other location, so across the hall, the technical training people, and they were jealous that they did not get to come over and touch and feel and look and see all of the equipment that you guys brought and hear all the troubleshooting tips. And they were saying, we really got to do that over next door. And we're like, no, you guys just need to come to the fundamentals and applications part of that class. So anyway, people love Love it you guys do a great job with that. I'm curious, you did boilers, you mentioned flashing. Tell us a little bit about that, and what are some of your suggestions so that doesn't happen?
3: Probably the biggest tip is to really explain back pressure in your skimmer line. So, you typical skimmer line, you want it at the right height, you got your conductivity probe, you've got some kind of blowdown valve, typically power open, power close, and then you need to find a way to keep pressure in that line so that water stays in liquid state. Liquid state's the state you want it in, so you can figure out how many solids are dissolved in water, and yeah, you can't you can't really read the conductivity of steam. So explaining the purpose of the back pressure, showing like a, a phase state diagram with pressure and temperature as elements to that, that's the biggest, if you're getting steam flash, you're gonna see your conductivity kind of swinging as the controller's trying to read, and it's, it's typically back pressure you're going to look for. So.
0: Well, that's a great tip. And I heard several people asking questions around that. They didn't know how to solve it. You not only told them how to solve it, you actually had different devices that would help them solve it so they could actually touch it, feel it, play with it. You even had them put it into the system. So that was really cool. So thanks for everything that you do. And uh, we're going to see you next month in Annapolis.
3: Yeah, and anyone taking the water treatment sign that's a little jealous that they don't get the hands-on, there's two trainings a year. Do one on the East Coast, do one on the West Coast, switch it up. You'll be able to get best of both worlds. That's great advice. I've actually talked to several people that are
0: here in the Fundamentals and Applications class in San Diego, and they are planning on attending in a couple of weeks over in Annapolis just for that reason. So, hey, thanks so much for coming on the show.
3: Thanks for inviting me, Trace. I'm here at lunch, I walked
0: over, I found Jim Lukinich, CWT. Jim, I walked into your class, and you were talking about our episode on Scaling Up, and you were talking about how you have never listened to it. That amazes me, that's one of my most listened to episodes. People come up to me all the time and say, you have to get Jim back on the show, and you've never heard it once. What is going on with that?
4: Well, like a, a movie star, who doesn't watch his own movies, it's, I'm embarrassed by it. I'm afraid I'll say, have said something stupid and then I'll have to go, oh God, I can't believe I said that. So it's, that, it's, that, it's those cringe-worthy moments when I was talking to you and I know there was a few because my mind wasn't necessarily in the game that day and so I'm afraid of those. So i I'd just rather hide from it than, than face it, you know. Well, Jim, you are one of the smartest people I know, and I think your
0: stupid is my smart, so I don't think you have anything to worry about. Uh, no,
4: Trace, that, that is just not simply true. I appreciate that. It was levity. It, wasn't, uh, it was meant to be humor. I, I get that. You're trying to make me feel better, right? <laughs>
0: Well, Jim, you are the trainer that inspired me to become an AWT trainer. Uh, If you listened to our recording, you would have known that because I said that, but you were there, so you remember me saying that. I remember that. You are no doubt my favorite trainer here, the trainer that I try to aspire to be. So all that being said, you're awesome. We'll get past that. What are you talking about here at AWT's technical training?
4: Rice Krispies. No, I... He's got a delicious recipe. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, talking about t- cooling water systems, giving a. Most people who are here have seen a cooling water system. However, I try to use it with talking in terms of what we're going to be talking about later in the day with respect to scale, corrosion, and cooling water microbiology. So I try to relate parts of the cooling water systems or how different cooling water systems are designed and what impacts that design and operation might have on those other things that we're talking about. And you do
0: a fantastic job of that. Something that I love that you do is how you bring common things that people know into complex situations so they can know those complex situations even better. One of the things you do is how you equate scale with teeth. Do you mind telling the Scaling Up Nation a little bit about that?
4: Scale Up Nation, you should be brushing, flossing, and rinsing regularly. And the reason why is what causes that plaque buildup on your teeth. That plaque on your teeth is biofilm. And so if you don't keep the plaque off your teeth, that plaque will then further develop by a process called microbial mineralization and you'll develop tartar, which is scale. It's calcium phosphate scale and then that'll build up. And then a whole myriad of things along with that with, with respect to gum disease and, and losing teeth and cavities, which is essentially corrosion of your tooth, right? Due to bacteria. So if you brush and floss and then rinse, rinsing is feeding biocide in your mouth. That's all it is. That you're adding a microbicide to your mouth to kill bacteria and then rinse out between your teeth all that dirt and Debris.
0: Debris. And I actually say Debris now and it's because of you. So Scaling Up Nation, <laughs> when I say that you can blame Jim Lukinich for that. You know, I remember when you started the tooth analogy and you used to have pictures of people with very bad teeth and now you've changed to dogs and
4: cats. Why'd you do that? As you age, you... Tend to take other people's sensitivities into consideration, and you never know when somebody who might be in your audience that you're talking to that may have been unfortunate enough to have either poor genetics or did not take the best care of the teeth, me included, uh, within that. And you might offend someone. So I was trying to become less offensive in my older age. So
0: the softer
4: side of scale is what you're saying. Softer side of the hardness issue.
0: There we go. Jim, what is your favorite thing when you leave the AWT technical training? I know a lot of people, they can't wait to come up to you on breaks or after you finish speaking, and you hear so many people say, hey, I learned this. I never really thought of it in this
4: context. What's your favorite thing when you leave here? That's a, that's a loaded question. Um, that's what I do. Uh, a sense of relief that I made it through the day without passing out uh, from exhaustion. No, <laughs> Actually, you know, knowing the fact that there are people out here, young people who are getting exposed to things that they, if they really want to become great as a water treater, they're getting exposed to things they may not have gotten exposed to by just going into the field or working with their companies. They, you know, things they wouldn't have thought of and that they would learn and they'll be able to go learn more about. And the other part of that is people who have been in the industry 15 years or 10 years who say, I never knew that or never, I've never seen it. Nobody's ever t- uh, explained that to me. And there are a lot more things because it just depends. There's never just one thing, there's always a bright spot. There may be somebody said, You know, I had, I was here two years ago and you talked about this and I, uh, and I had this problem in the field and I was able to solve it because I came to this class. And Not necessarily just me, but anybody else. that I came to this class and they got so much value out of it, they come back, right? Because there's no way anybody's taking home the three days of information we pile on at one, in one setting, right?
0: Yeah, the three days is probably 90 days equivalent if they were taking a college class or something. I mean, there's just so much information that we've got to do in a very short amount of time. Yes,
4: yes, that is true. Whenever Jim says
0: microbiological words, his face just lights up. It just, it just, it just delights me. Uh, Jim, you revealed on our episode again—the one you never listened to—that you and I have something secret that we do, and I shared with you a certain word. And there are people listening, so I won't, uh, I won't say the word, but you can say the word. What, what is your word that you have to work into the presentation
4: today? So, I tend to try to work the word in in the afternoon, and it's agistopia, and I'm trying to figure out where would be an appropriate spot to use that word, and I haven't found it yet, but oftentimes the Trace gives me these words, and this, by the way, started with Adam Dumler and Blaine Nagao back in my old ChemCal days, and oftentimes they were a little edgy, you know? We try to keep it a little clean here at the AWT. Def- definitely clean. Um, but I'm not sure where I'm going to bring this one in, but it it may come in, this word, it may come in in the tooth thing because I could be very agostopic about someone's bright white smile. I love it. So you just did it here
0: on the Scaling Up podcast. I have spies in the audience, so I'm looking forward for them to report back to me and let me know how you did in the actual class. Jim, thanks so much for talking to us. You're always a delight to have on the show.
4: Well, always a pleasure to be with you.
0: I'm here with Justin Ranger, friend of show, and of course, the best mustache in water treatment. How are you, Justin? I'm doing great, Trace. Thanks. Now, you attended AWT's technical training, their wastewater section. Why did you come? What did you learn? And what would you tell others about it?
5: Yeah, I came in part to earn some continuing education credits for my uh, CWT certification. Congratulations again. Uh, Yeah, thanks. Uh, So the wastewater class, if I remember right, was worth uh, 15. And then I came a day early and did the RO class with uh, Colin Frayne, which was fantastic as well. And that was worth three. So I got 18 credits for coming this week, which was uh, a bargain uh, for everything that I was able to learn in the meantime as well. So, yeah, so came to take the classes, came down with some other colleagues and coworkers. workers um, They took various classes. I think we had somebody in each of the classes the entire week here. And then um, a few of those guys are getting ready to take the test. So spent some time. We were uh, studying and talking about a few things as well.
0: So. All right. And, and, and not that anybody's keeping score, but it's an examination. Yeah. I, uh, sorry, Angela. <laughs> <laughs> So at this technical training, we had the technical training class, just the regular water treatment. We also had fundamentals and applications, and then we had wastewater. Most people come for the water treatment side or the fundamental side. Tell us what's going on over there in wastewater.
5: Yeah. So for me, you know, my background's in boilers and cooling towers, these traditional water treatment areas. And, uh, Wastewater is important. It's part of most facilities, you know, their plant process, especially if you get into bigger facilities, food processing plants is where I do a lot of work. And it's, it's related to the water treatment, but it's different. And so you're dealing with, you know, coagulants and flocculants. And um, I think it's an important thing for water treaters to be aware of so that you can help keep your competition out, especially, you know, bigger companies that might be offering like the full package deal. Yeah, so basically it was just kind of the overview of the wastewater plants, the flows, process, different equipment, and then all the chemistries that get used to make sure that you're taking uh, whatever the dirty discharge water from the plant and turn it back into acceptable clean water uh, to be reused again for hopefully something.
0: Tell the Scaling Up Nation a little bit about what you experienced in the hands-on section.
5: Oh, that was fantastic. So uh, they brought in essentially wastewater examples of various waste streams from different types of industry. And then we spent uh, half a day doing jar testing. And so they brought in the, uh, uh, well, they had a slide, as you know, about the the gangsters. (laughs) Um, And they split us into groups and they gave us um, kind of a, a model test kit with the different coagulants and flocculants, and we had to adjust pH and try to get this really nasty water to turn into clear water again. So. And how did you do? Uh, our group did well. Yeah, I, I think every group did well, but they intentionally made it challenging so that you had to think critically and sort through the different processes you might have to use in a real world experience. So
0: so last question, what is one thing that you know now that you didn't three days ago? Oh
5: man, I, it's hard to narrow down to one thing. Uh, okay, 12. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the discussion on, uh, anti-foam defoamers was good odor control. You know, when I think of wastewater, I think of water streams and contaminants, but not necessarily, uh, gases that might be associated with that. Uh, so those were fantastic. And then, yeah, there's just so many small things about flow process and equipment and details of chemistry that I learned over the week as well. So
0: now you had, I said last question, but I keep yeah. talking. You brought a lot
5: of your guys here. Yeah. How many guys total? I think it was eight total. Uh, one guy had a baby, so he had to. He decided to stay home. All right, and you let that yeah, be yeah, acceptable. Yeah. Okay, right. we
0: understand. So you, your company, said we see value in this. We're taking a lot of people out of the field. We're going to pay for them to be here. We're going to pay their attendance to be here. Do you feel after making such a large investment that you got your money's worth?
5: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think everybody that came uh, walked away with knowledge, even some of the new guys that were taking fundamentals and applications. You know, they went through uh, our internal company training and then they've had a lot of on the job, hands on training out in the field working with uh, coworkers and managers. And a couple of those guys are like, man, even after doing this for a year, three years, they're like, man, that fundamentals class really solidified and reinforced a lot of things and helped build their confidence in areas that they already felt confident like okay yeah like we're on the right track doing it the right way uh the guys a couple guys are getting ready to take the cwt exam there you go Uh, (laughs) this summer and uh those guys are already solid water treaters and they're going to be even better for it i know when they got done with bruce kettrick's class they're like man like all that discussion about the polymers and dispersants like I've never really thought about that stuff before. So yeah, I think it's fantastic value. Honestly, even if our company wouldn't pay, I would personally pay because it provides that much value to me that uh, I would want to be here one way or the other. Well, awesome. Thanks so much for talking with me. Yeah, thanks, Trace.
0: I'm here with Bill Pearson, CWT. Bill, you and I have tried to connect together. Unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties. I'm going to get you on the show very soon, but I saw you here. I thought I'd come up and say hi. How are you today? Doing great. Thank you, Trace. Bill, what are some of the things that you're going to be talking about later in AWT's technical training?
6: Well, of course, the subject is Legionella. I'm just so pleased that AWT has gotten that into the curriculum for the water treatment professionals. You know, I think it's very important. Uh, If you're in water treatment now, you are involved with Legionella. Unless you're only strictly dealing with boilers, maybe. But uh, uh, I'm going to be continuing the conversation about how so much is changing with respect to that area. So many people like the CDC continue to give us new data. I'm going to release the latest data that came out when they got the um, statistics from 017. I think we've all seen that chart. that goes from year 2000 to 2014. Then we saw it in 15. We saw it in 16. I'm going to show it to you in 18. I'm not going to tell you what direction it's going but You might can guess.
0: I think we can all guess. And, Bill, a question a lot of us have, is that because there's more Legionella cases, because Legionella is becoming more rampant, or are we just testing for it more?
6: Uh You're correct. The testing does a lot, not just the testing, but what the the medical community does. The urinary antigen test, uh, when pneumonia is being presented and finding out, that hey, it's coming from Legionella, uh, that increases the incidence. But there's many, many other factors. The CDC states that's our aging infrastructure. Uh, It could have something to do with maybe the promise now. Is there a global warming effect? that's going on and, and, and there is maybe more Legionella out in the environment, particularly in the man-built systems where exposure can cause the disease. So it's, it's like everything else, it's multifaceted, but uh, it is unequivocally on the increase.
0: Something that you mentioned that I think is very interesting is you're going to be telling us a lot of new information this year. I know I have listeners out there that have read the AWT position paper. They maybe have been to one of your talks in the past, or maybe they saw a webinar, and they think they know everything they need to know about Legionella. What do you say to them?
6: Well, there is uh, some new stuff. I'll start with AWT. The quote AWT document has been around since 2003. Well, the task force assigned to update that document has completed it. It is done. It's not yet released. All the approvals are done. It's been sent to the publisher for formatting, but uh, I got the front page in my presentation, so you'll get to get a sneak preview of that. Uh, What else is going on? Again, there just continues to be so much activity from so many organizations that are uh, involved in that area. Uh, Since CMS came out in in, uh, 2017 with their memorandum, then we're seeing a a huge influx from the whole infectious disease and healthcare community. So I'm not going to give you all the good stuff. You need to come listen.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. That's just enough to tease them to get here. Well, Bill, Legionella is one of those things that every water treater needs to know, and you know as well as I do, not every water treater knows it as well as they should. What advice can you give me to give to the Scaling Up Nation? Heck, why don't you just give it straight to the Scaling Up Nation? What do we need to start doing to make sure more water treaters are more versed, are better versed in Legionella?
6: Well, I think, you know, what AWT is doing with having it in the curriculum, I know that they are also putting questions about Legionella and Legionnaire's disease. And more importantly, you know, the emphasis is on prevention. Uh, uh, you know, this is a preventable disease. So we're putting those questions into the CWT exam. As far as what can you do if you're a water tweaker, number one, you got to recognize the fact that you're not now dealing simply with corrosion control scale control, and general microbial control. You do need to know about Legionella in the systems you may be handling. Biggest thing that the water treater probably has got to adjust to is that they're gonna need to become knowledgeable about the building water systems, the potable premise water systems that traditionally they've had no involvement with because there's no treatment done by them to them, to those systems. And so now that's another whole area because If you don't do it, one of your competitors will, and I hate to throw that card out there, but we're all in business, and so you wanna protect your business interest.
0: Great advice, and Bill, we all think this is so important. We're doing multiple classes at the same time here at the technical training. We are actually finishing a couple of the classes early so everybody can see your presentation that
6: you're getting ready to do. It is that important. Well, I appreciate that. Generally, a speaker doesn't like to start his talk at 4 p.m. on Saturday when an hour later, happy hour is looming. And so it's a two-hour presentation. And I made this promise last year, if you'll stay to the end, I'll buy you a drink at happy hour.
0: Well, you can't have a better offer than that. And we definitely save the best till last. So Bill, thanks so much for all you do. And thanks for helping educate the Scaling Up Nation. More than a welcome, Trace. My pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, I just found Angela Pike, the self-appointed queen of AWT. Angela, how the heck are you? Very well, thank you, Trace. How are you? I am doing wonderful. We're on the last day of technical training. This is one of the things I look forward to every single year. I get to see friends. I get to meet new friends. I get to train on the topic that I love so much but I also get to see you. And of course, when people think about the Association of Water Technologies, they think about Angela Pike. Why is that?
3: As you said, I'm the self-proclaimed queen of AWT, so they're kind of forced into it.
0: (laughs) Angela, you and I have been doing these technical trainings together for at least 10 years. Has it been about 10 years? It's actually been 13, Trace. Wow. Okay. I'm not going to comment too much on that, but we have so many stories that only you and I would understand, so we're not going to share them on with the Scaling Up Nation. But for the people out there listening, and they want to just have a glimpse of what goes on here at the Association of Water Technologies Technical Training, I'm talking to all these water treaters out there, but you get to see the interactions of all these water treaters. What can you tell them from that perspective?
3: come to technical training. It's educational. It's a great networking experience. Hands-on workshops for the people new to the, the field. And if I may say so, the best bunch of speakers in the world. I think
0: you can say that. And, and I think you also want to say that the math is probably one of the better ones. The mathematics
3: class is amazing. Just amazing. <laughs> just amazing.
0: I can't believe you just said that on your own. That's amazing.
3: Everything is great here and that Highly, highly recommended, and strongly encourage attendance.
0: Well, Angela, thanks so much for chatting with us, and thanks for everything you do for all of us water treatment folk.
3: And ditto, back to you, thanks to you too.
0: Here with Tanner Marks, just started with Guardian Chemical Services Company. Four days into the business, you've been thrown into the fire, by Bruce Ketrick, of course, and you are in the fundamentals and applications training. So what I want to ask you is what are you getting out of the fundamentals and applications training being four days in the industry?
7: So um, it's been a a lot of information to take in, just trying to get a general idea of of what's going on in the industry. Um, It's been very helpful. Even though there's a lot more information than I can currently take in, I can can kind of get the idea of things and, it's been very helpful, just just having an outline of kind of the things that happen in, in the industry.
0: So a lot of people say, you know, when I get some more experience, then I'll go to this technical training. Do you think that's a prerequisite?
7: I think that coming to the training is great because you can learn things, and then later on, um, whenever you're applying them in the field, you can look back on it, and then you make these mistakes that people are talking about, and then you come to the this. I mean you might as well just skip the whole making the mistakes part right right off the bat. So
0: That just makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you talking with us. And, man, your arms are huge. How big are your biceps? <laughs> I, I,
7: I, don't, I don't have an answer for that question. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for talking with us. <laughs>
0: I'm here with John Weddle of Technical Resources Group. And John, you recently got your CWT. You've been in the industry for a while. You are the water treaters, water treater. You know what you're doing. You own your own company. And you see value in continuing to come to these technical training seminars that AWT puts on. And you see so much value that not only are you coming to these technical training seminars, but you're also bringing your people. Tell us a little bit about why you make that decision and some of the things that go into that equation
8: well last year was the first year that we attended the AWT seminar and we thought it was valuable it's a great unbiased training format for us to to learn we really enjoyed last year's event the training seminar and so this year we came back and brought even more of our folks with us. Again, you know, it's a great, it's a great unbiased learning format where chemicals by manufacturers aren't promoted, but, but more of the theory. And we learned quite a bit and thought it was worthwhile to come back and bring even more folks.
0: Well, sure glad to see you here. What are some of the things that your people are saying that they're picking up as a result of this training? Well, today specifically,
8: we're, they commented how they've learned quite a bit about corrosion and the microbiology and induced corrosion part of it. Um, we had conversation during dinner about um, things like caustic embrittlement, metal fatigue and, and those sort of things. So being exposed to a lot of things, they otherwise might not be.
0: So that, so I'm sure there are a lot of business owners out there that are thinking, oh my goodness, there's a cost to this. I've got to send people, they're going to be out of the field, there's a plane ticket, there's a hotel, they're probably going to want to eat, and I've got to pay them on top of this. So you went through this and you made the choice that it was worth that. Can you speak to the business owners out there and help encourage them what they should be thinking about when you're talking about, hey, I'm spending all this money? I think it's absolutely
8: worth it. Um, as a business owner, we set funds back for training and education. And if you aren't doing that, you aren't moving forward. So we've already seen a return on our investment from the seminar that we attended last year, just the things that we've learned. Um, we put those things into practice and we've acquired new business and, and I attribute it to that. So I think it's a great investment. And you know, it's actually a great service provided by AWT because otherwise we would have to determine some way of training these folks. You folks are doing it for us. You know, our experience has been very positive. It's even from the rooms at the hotels that you've chosen, they're very comfortable. The meals are fantastic. And, you know, it's some of the events that you go to, it's hard to stay focused, but this is so intense that the folks that we bring you know, it's, there's a little time to unwind and, and socialize and network. But for the most part, when you're talking eight o'clock in the morning till five o'clock in the evening with rapid fire, good information, you know, we stay focused. So I think it's a great investment. And I encourage others to attend. Well, thanks so much for talking with us today. You're welcome. Good to see you, Trace.
0: Ran into Connor Parrish of FCT Water. Connor, you were episode eight. Everybody loves your episode. You were, of course, responsible for putting the idea of the podcast in my head. We've seen you at a lot of these technical trainings. This is probably your seventh attendance?
7: Yeah, I mean, it's gotta be in that number. I I need to sit down and count it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was seven.
0: No, i am just got to ask you, so many people out there think, okay, I've been there, I've done that, but you keep coming
7: back. Why? To hang out with Trace, why not? What's a better reason, exactly? No, I mean, in all seriousness, it's uh, how can you beat coming in, spending a week with your peers, sitting down for breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, whatever, and talking about the problems you experience, the ideas that you have, and where the industry's going. So, I mean, beyond just the educational piece of the classes, it's the networking, it's the feeling a part of this larger industry and not, you know, this little island that is your territory.
0: Well, very cool. And you received your CWT last year. Congratulations on that. And I'm pretty sure your first call was to your mom. Your second call was to who? Probably you. It may have been
7: my first call, actually. We've talked so much about it that uh, wanted to uh, let you know. And you've been a big uh, mentor and, and helped me get to that point. So it was important to share that with you.
0: Well, you did all the heavy lifting on that, buddy. So good to see you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. We just finished up lunch and I ran into good friend of show, Russell Baskin of Tower Water. How are you, Russ? I'm great. How are you, Trace? Doing great as well. Russ, you have brought almost your entire company here to the AWT technical
9: training. Why did you do something like that? Well, I get a lot out of this AWT and I wanted to make sure all my guys get this experience. I think it's great. It gives them training. It gets them to show them how they fit in with the rest of the water treatment community. I think they get a pretty good idea of where they stand in, in this country anyway, as far as their knowledge and experience and what they actually can bring to the table. And this just enhances it even further.
0: Now, so many people will come to a training like this and they say, you know, I've been there, I've done that, I've got the t-shirt. We actually did give out some t-shirts this week. You continuously come, you continuously bring your people. So for somebody that's thinking about that, what do you have to say to them?
9: Well, I think if I show them how important it is that I keep coming and I keep getting myself educated, they realize that for them, even though it's just a start, it's never going to be the end. It's never going to be finished. You've got to keep learning. you got to keep up with technology and what's coming up in the, in the uh, industry.
0: And you, of course, have totally rewritten the sales training program that AWT offers. Tell the Scaling Up Nation
9: a little bit about that. Well, the reason why I wanted to begin doing the sales training, I felt that it's important for people to know how to do these things. Rather than just the theory on why, it's very hard to teach sales if you're not actually involved, if you're not doing the role play, and you're not going through the measures that it takes to learn the whole entire sales process. You got to be involved, you got to be hands on, and I wanted to make a course that was hands on. I mean, Colin's stuff was awesome. I loved going to his classes, but it was really for a very high level of sales. And a lot of the people here in the AWT are new to this industry and new to sales. And, you know, they're very technical and they're not used to what it takes to actually get the customer what they want and let them hear it the way they want to hear it. And also realize that this is, this is how you increase your income and value to your company.
0: Now, Russ, I'm curious because you're teaching sales techniques to people that sell the same things that you sell.
9: Why do you do this? Well, I've been doing it for 30 years, 30 plus years now, and I'm not intimidated by everybody here. Everybody has their own little niche. And truthfully, um, if I can bring some knowledge to people and make them do it better, if they do it better than they were doing it, it actually enhances the whole entire uh, rest of the water treatment industry. So for me, it's a little give back. I enjoy it. I like seeing people uh, progress in their careers. There you go. And some
0: might say a rising tide raises all boats. I agree. Russ, thanks so much for talking with
9: us. Have a good day.
0: Nation, you've heard me say it before, and I'm going to say it again. Going to these technical training seminars is like drinking from a fire hose. So, if you go there expecting to learn everything that the speakers are telling you, and keep in mind these speakers have decades and decades of water treatment experience, and they are gladly and freely, I might mention, one of the reasons AWT is able to offer the training at such reasonable prices is that us trainers don't charge the AWT for that. Again, another example of a rising tide raises all boats. And if we can get everybody practicing water treatment in a more professional manner, well, folks, we all benefit from that. And that's why the trainers choose not to charge the AWT so we can lift all those water treatment boats out there. But I said drinking from a fire hose. So if you go with the intention to try to capture every bit of water that comes out of that fire hose, you are not set up for success. But if you go and look at the technical trainings of what you can realize that you don't know and what you have to now learn, you are going to be much more successful. Now, going to the technical training seminars once is not going to get you to know all that information. At the very least, you will then start to realize that you do have more to know and maybe you can even list some of the things you want to learn more about. You can then do some research on your own by reading books, going online. But by all means, the people that come to these technical trainings time and time again, they get more out of the program. And every time they're able to capture a little bit more water from that fire hose. So employers out there, if you have sent your employees to technical training and you think they've been there, they've done that, well, they've just gotten a little bit, send them back. And they will get more each and every time that they go. Now, employees, those of you that have gone to technical training before, you have to make sure that your employer knows that this is a good investment in you, i.e. in their company. So when you go to technical training, you better bring something back to that manager, to that owner, so they can instantly see a return on their investment. So when you ask to go back, they're not going to tell you that they've already spent that investment and you've been once. They have to know that you're going to take advantage of being there and that every time you go, you're going to bring back more and more and more, and then you can share that with people in your company. Nation, I met a gentleman out in San Diego that took my advice. He was in San Diego taking the fundamentals and applications course with the intention of going to Annapolis to then take the technical training course to see what the entire program spread out over both courses allows him to do. Now, his name is Reed Hutchinson, and he's of HOH. He's the director of operations there, and he is going to come on the show and share with the Scaling Up Nation what his experience was and why he recommends you do the very thing that I recommended to him and all of the great things that he's been able to do because he did that. Folks, I can't tell you how much I enjoy being part of the technical training, but as a student, I can't tell you how much that I have gotten out of being able to go to technical trainings. I started going to AWT's technical trainings in 97, and then being part of the education committee, I have been to every single technical training since 2005, I think it was. And it is amazing how that program has evolved, but it's also amazing that every time I sit in one of those classes, I always learned something new, even though I saw the same presentation, even though it was the same presenter, and even though I consider myself a very good water treater, there is just so much knowledge to be had at those technical training seminars. So folks, when those come around next year, I hope you put those on your calendar. I hope that I see you at one of those technical trainings, and I sure hope that you tune in next week to Scaling Up H2O.